Good morning. Uh, uh, so today we are carrying on with uh, our um, exposition into 2 Corinthians. Um, and what I want to share with you guys today is um, a little bit about forgiveness um, and how we do that as a church and how we do that individually. So kind of personal forgiveness and communal uh, forgiveness. Um, and yeah, and so we're going we're gonna, to uh, have a look at uh, the first 11 verses of uh, 2 Corinthians 2. Um, and the first little bit we're going to go through and uh, we're going to, it kind of like sets the scene, gives us a bit of context for what uh, Paul is speaking into. Um, and then we're going to uh, go on to the next bit, which talks a little bit about, um, yeah, personal and, and communal forgiveness. So um, if we could have uh, verses one to four on screen, look at that. You say, I love it. It just pops up behind you. Imagine if like that happened in real life. You're just like, oh, I need to know about this. Whoa, Bible verse. Sick. Thank the Lord. Um, so, yeah, verse one. Uh, so I made up my mind that I would not make another painful visit to you. For if I grieve you, who was left to make me glad? But you, whom I have grieved. I wrote as I did so that when I came, I should not be distressed by those who ought to make me rejoice. I had confidence in all of you that you would all share my joy. For I wrote, you out of, I wrote to you out of great distress and anguish of heart and with many tears, not to grieve you, but to let you know the depth of my love for you. So Paul here talks about this kind of painful visit that he had to Corinth. Um, he went there and he, he uh, preached the gospel and set up the church um, and that went, um, you know, quite well. But he talks about another visit that he made um, that was, sounds pretty, pretty dire and pretty awkward um, for everybody involved. So um, he turns up and Paul um, was uh, kind of shunned in a way by the church. Uh, they had kind of forgotten w what he had done for them and the, um, everything that he had uh, kind of set up and done and the words that he shared. Um, and they, they started to be a little bit ashamed of him. Uh, they started to look to other uh, teachers, Christian teachers that are more articulate, better with words and saying like, oh, we don't really have any connection with Paul. Like that, They're the ones that um, we want to listen to. Um, there was uh, lots of stuff going on that Paul didn't like. There was disagreements um, and, yeah, people just questioning who he is and the authority that he had. Um, and it was pretty, like... Uh, all, all round and not a nice uh, trip back to the church that he started. And he's saying here, basically, guys, like, I, I, I'm writing to you to say this stuff. I'm not saying it in person because I love you guys loads, but you are, you are the ones that are kind of like stressing me out. You are the ones who are causing me uh, uh, stress and worry. So... I don't want to come to you being like, yeah, we're going to rejoice. And you guys, you know, I love you guys and you're my mates and stuff like that. When actually I know that I'm going to be uh, faced with um, disagreements and, and uh, just like, um, yeah, harsh words and not a great reception for me. Um, 
so that that is why I'm writing to you. He's saying that now. I, I'm I'm writing to you because I can't I can't go through going to a place where I grieve, where I should be rejoicing. I should be joyful with you guys. It's church. It should be great. So that's why I'm not there. But um, I say all of this stuff when I kind of challenge you um, and when I uh, speak into the uh, your, your the life of the church. Um, all that I say is because I love you. Um, I have a deep, deep love for you. I, I love you guys. He, he, he really wants to hone in on the love that he has for this church um, and reaffirming that he's saying all this stuff um, in love, from a place of love. Um, and so that's, that's, the, that's uh, what we're going to read next is in the light of uh, that context where it's not exactly happy days with this church. It's not exactly lovely and uh, smiley faces like it is here. Um, so if we could have verses 5 to 11, love it. So if anyone has caused grief, he has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you, to some extent, not to put it too severely. The punishment inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient for him. Now, instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excess sorrow. I urge you, therefore, to reaffirm your love for him. The reason I wrote to you was to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. If you forgive anyone, I also forgive him. And what I have forgiven, if there is anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not, might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. So Paul is uh, writing into a situation um, of sin. Someone has sinned in the church. We don't quite know what that sin is. Um, there's ideas thrown around through uh, the other letters um, that we have and the other uh, sin that has kind of like uh, come up. There was a lot, a lot of stuff going on. So we can guess and have theories, but we don't really know um, what this particular sin is. Um, but someone has sinned um, and uh, punishment has been inflicted on him by the church. Um, but they've, they've kind of like... Uh, uh, shamed him. They've uh, made a kind of public public announcement. People kind of like are aware of um, what has gone wrong, and Paul is basically saying, "Yeah, brilliant. Um, that that's there's there's a time for punishment. That's been done. However, this time is over. Please make sure that you are loving and comforting this man and not um, pushing him too far away from you guys. That uh, he will then." Uh, uh, feel like he's not part of a church, feel like he's not, um, you know, love, feel like that, you know, actually he's, he's, he's far away from God. That's not what we're doing, guys. Like, <laughs> please don't do that. Um, make sure that you have a time for punishment, but when that time is over, um, reaffirm your love uh, for him and reaffirm um, who you think what, what, what you think of him, which in the sight of Christ is, is love and comfort. And so he really wants uh, them to realize that what, what is key in kind of like 
uh, punishment and forgiveness and what is, what is key. And the key in all of this is not to push someone to the extent of uh, being so guilt-ridden that there's no way back for them, because that's very, very dangerous. Um, it, like, in church today, we don't really have that sort of culture. Um, we, don't, we don't kind of like pull people up to the front and say, like, oh, this, this person has done whatever, so we're going to kind of like shame in or we're going to kind of like teach them a lesson, which I am truly thankful for. Um, but, and, and I, I can only think back to one experience that I had um, in a Baptist church I used to go to in Kingston, um, where I grew up, and I went there for a couple of years, and um, it was great. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a good church. I was kind of like younger, younger, and kind of didn't really like church all that well at that time. Um, but uh, yeah, the the one Sunday, this couple came up um, and had an announcement to make, um, and these guys were engaged. Uh, but they wanted to tell the church that they are actually pregnant, um, which is great, but they wanted to uh, kind of share their story about um, ha- how this kind of like came about. So they, they just stood up and said like there was a time where we were sleeping together and that's kind of just like what we, what we did and we, we thought that was normal, but we've actually come out of that now and we're actually waiting until... Um, marriage, and we're not gonna. We're, 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 that's that's the kind of decision that we've made. However, this beautiful miracle has happened, where we are uh, uh, with child before um, we are married, and we want to share that with you and and um, let you guys know how that uh, how that came about. And uh, at the time, I was I was kind of like. Moody, 18-year-old, oh, no, stupid church, focusing on sin, this is stupid. But now, looking back on it, um, I, I think it's quite cool. And I, I, I think that that's quite a brave thing to step up um, and to kind of just address the judgment, I guess, from the church that people may think of them um, and just kind of like clear the air. Um, and not want things to come against them, and you know, it was it, looking back at it, it's, it's quite a humble thing to do, um, and I, I, I recognise that now, even though I didn't really at the time. Um, and so, it's a, it's a, I want, I want to think about this, this communal sort of like acceptance, communal forgiveness uh, that we have, but in, um, in a way that we. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a personal way, and how they um, work together. Because I do think that... Um, I do think that, uh, uh, yeah, just personal forgiveness and communal forgiveness work together. Um, and if we are living a life of forgiveness and acceptance individually, then uh, communi- communally, as a church, that will then shine out. Um, I want to think about how to do that a little bit, but I want to revisit a verse uh, in, in, in chapter 1. Um, so 2 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, verse 4, it says, um, So the Father of compassion, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, 
so we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And that's, 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 a, real, that's a real encouragement for me, that if we are, if we are working uh, from the knowledge that we are uh, forgiven and comforted by God, um, that will then correlate into how we uh, uh, treat other people. Um, a mission uh, that we would want to have uh, at the forefront of our minds is seeing people how God sees them. Um, looking, looking through the lens of how Christ sees everyone, brothers and sisters, neighbors, enemy. And um, if, if we go from a place knowing that uh, we ourselves are forgiven by God completely and utterly, then working out from that place, knowing that we have that from God, we can use that, verse four says, we can use that to then go out and love and forgive whoever we're talking about. And it's, it's a little bit, you know, it's, quite, it's appropriate for today, just uh, Remembrance Sunday, that, that God doesn't forget who we are. God doesn't forget, even though we can focus on our sins and we can get really bogged down about that and be like, oh, my days, I'm unlovable. I can do that and God loves me. Like, nah, we can kind of get bogged down by those small and, and little details of the narcities of, 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 of life. But God doesn't forget who we, who we are. <clears throat> That's why we do original design, to just remember uh, who we are, who we're created to be, despite all the sin um, that comes our way. Um, and it's how, it's how we see Jesus uh, live and act when, he's, uh, when he lived and, and loved um, on earth. Because for me, the most powerful gospel stories is when Jesus sees and calls out the complete extent of someone's sin um, and sees the greed, sees the selfishness, sees the, the lust and arrogance and all of that uh, wrongdoing of that person and, we, and, and uses like, harsh language to kind of like, call that out. He doesn't hide away from it. He properly like, calls it out. Um, but then he never forgets who they are they ne he never focuses in on that. He never like he he always calls out who they are as well, um, and sees through all the stuff that they're doing or the lifestyle that they've chosen. Um, sees through that, um, and lo and loves them for for who they are. It's kind of like it's the it's the phrase um, "hate the sin, love the sinner" comes to mind, um, and separating that, which can be really hard which can be really, really hard because our natural reaction is to think of someone by what they do. Um, and it, it kind of like, you know, it goes against our kind of natural, natural rationale um, that we're going to love this person in Christ when they're doing this, that, and the other. That doesn't make sense. That's not fair. But if we go from the foundation that we are immersed in Jesus's forgiveness uh, and Jesus's love, um, that can then inspire us into uh, loving that person. That can be our motivation to be like, yeah, I know who I am in Christ, so I know who you are. 
and I know how Christ sees you through how Christ sees me. Um, and it's, it's understanding the magnitude of, of that, the mag magnitude of forgiveness that we have. Um, uh, Andy Croft is a, uh, a pastor at Soul Survivor Church in Watford, and he talks about um, how we often approach God um, and asking forgiveness as if it's like we have to like squeeze it out of him um, and we have to be like, oh, I've done this wrong, so can I have a bit of forgiveness for this? And I've wronged this person, so I have a little bit of forgiveness for this. Squeezing it out bit by bit and drop by drop, um, Jesus will then forgive us gradually. Um, and Crofty says, no, it's not, it's not like that at all. We are the drop falling into an ocean that is God's forgiveness. And we are falling into that and being completely immersed um, in, that, in that forgiveness. His, his, his love that goes from east to west, that never ends, um, that will be uh, working in us and through us and all around us, no matter what we do, um, wherever we are and who we're with. And if, yeah, if we can remember this affirmation um, from God, we, we will remember the, the magnitude of love that he's promised us. Um, I, 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 I was thinking about all of this without, the, without thinking about Remembrance Sunday, but that's what today is kind of about. It is about uh, moving on and forgiving the past. Um, remembering, not letting that uh, like go and not, not letting the, the honour and um, everything that's happened kind of like fade away, but actually moving on from the wrongdoing that has been done in the past and, and forgiving that. Um, so it, so I, I come back to, to what, what Paul's trying to say um, to, to Corinth about making sure that we are loving and forgiving people um, when, when uh, they have, like, done wrong. Um, and if, if, I think it's really important that we need to get that ourselves and we need to understand um, how we interact, how we are shining out Christ's love to other people. If we're all doing that, then naturally we will be seen as a community who are shining out uh, love and forgiveness to others no matter what. Um, if we try and make this kind of like theoretical uh, idea of us doing this as a, as a community in, in some sort of way, it, it doesn't quite make sense. We need to, it needs to be a real tangible lifestyle individually for, for us then to corporately um, go out and serve um, for the sake of the mission of the church in this world. Um, but we need to do that from a place of Christ's forgiveness. It's not us. We're not going to be like, I'm such a forgiving person. Whatever you do, I'm going to forgive you because I'm so good. Like, you know, nobody's, nobody's like, you can be good at it sometimes, but you, you're not going to be uh, uh, completely 100% all the time uh, uh, forgiving and loving and, and accepting. You, we need to have that, uh, that backup by God, knowing that it's not, it's not purely us, it is the Holy Spirit working through us, uh, forgiving as we go, um, remembering that it's not drop by drop, it, we are completely immersed in it. Um, and therefore, doing that individually can then 
uh, allow us to be a community that does that as a whole. Um, yeah, a community that's, that's full of grace, a community of compassion, um, ready to, to, to fight the wrongdoings that's coming against us with all of that. Shall we pray? Father, we just raise up our thanksgiving now for your grace and your forgiveness that we experience every single day. Refreshed, renewed, never-ending. We just thank you for that now. If you'd like to, just, just for a second, hold uh, someone, an individual who might have wronged you um, and, yeah, just you've, you've felt grieved against them. You felt uneasy with what they did. Just hold that person in your mind now. And then just take a second to, in the light of our forgiveness we receive from God, shine that on that person. Forgive that person. Let it go and let it wash away in the name of Jesus. So Lord, we lift all these people to you now and just hand them over to you. Hand over all that stuff that's not part of your kingdom, not part of who you are. And I pray for uh, inspiration, motivation in the week ahead to go out and, and love in all of our relationships to then build a church and build this unit uh, that will shine all of that out together.
in your name.